Hey, 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 Talking Joe fans, Mark here and welcome to a special edition of Talking Joe where we will be talking to Mr. Skeletron himself, Ben Conway, the evil genius behind the RoboSkull Mark II project, currently blazing a trail on Kickstarter. And specifically, we will be doing a deep dive looking at the beautiful artwork promoting the project that was commissioned from the artist Ian Kennedy, 89-year-old veteran of British comics and painting master. Strangely enough, my worlds collided earlier uh, last year when Ben reached out to me in respect to my other hat that I sometimes wear, which is as Ian's art rep, uh, which is a fancy term for me helping organise his commission list. And uh, little did he know that uh, I was a massive Action Force fan and, of course, uh, was blown away by the uh, concepts that he was uh, presenting to to Ian for, for him to get involved in the project. This show was originally recorded uh, with video and visuals, so um, it is a relatively visual episode. You can head on over to the YouTube channel uh, to to see our mugs and uh, the art that is being presented on screen. But I think you can still take an awful lot away from this episode, even without those those visuals. Maybe just make sure that uh, you've checked out Ian's. A beautiful Robo Skulls piece first. Let's get started. Here we go. Live from the Talking Joe Studios. Talking Joe. You seem normal. Hey, hey, hey! It's me, Mark, and uh, hello to you, the Talking Joe viewers and potentially even listeners got a very special uh show today we're going to be talking to ben conway the evil genius behind the robo skull project that's hammering it out on kickstarter as we speak and the man behind the box arts that we can see on screen uh, the legend that is ian kennedy so without too much further ado i will stick them both on screen here we go it's ben Hey. And it is Ian. Welcome, Ian. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure. So where are we finding... Let's start with Ben first. Where are we finding you uh, today? Uh, I'm at home. I'm working from home today. So I'm uh, I'm sequestered away from where I have been working in the bedroom so we can have a nice, quiet conversation. <laughs> and uh, and then I'll be right back to uh, RoboSculling. So that's uh, as soon as we're done here. It's been nothing but RoboSkull nonstop. And Ian, where where can we find you today? You're finding me at home as usual. In, <laughs> uh, what, what is what my wife calls studio number two, which is my bedroom. Okay. Uh, number one studio is so absolutely chock full of this, that, the next thing that uh, anything of uh, uh, apart from that, like this particular situation, uh, it has to take place in what we call studio number two. <laughs> Excellent. Bit of a family. Studio number two. 
And of course, of course, I'm also uh, I'm also in the U.S., which is a, a, dis a distinctive geographic difference between me and and you, and you two. Yeah. So uh, early evening, well, midish evening uh, for for us, and and early afternoon for for you as we as we record. So uh, we've been gathered here today to uh, to talk about uh, specifically Ian's work uh, for the uh, RoboSkull. Uh, project. So uh, let me uh, stick that back up on uh, on screen as a bit of a, a visual prompt. So so we've got a tease of the final image uh, there on 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 the right. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, here's a little uh, painting, a self portrait uh, of of Ian um, with two of uh, uh, two of the characters that uh, he's best known for, uh, Dan Dare and the Mekon from the pages of New eagle uh so um uh ian best known of course yeah. for his work uh on various boys comics starting back in ian can you rem remind me of the the, the year that you you kick-started your career uh the year i kick-started i suppose is in 1949 Excellent. and you've been Nineteen forty nine, and I've been at it ever since. Yeah, blazing <laughs> your own trail ever since. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, an, an astonishing uh, body of of work. Most most sort of notably on, uh, you know, on the commando covers on uh, on Dan Dan Dare in the pages of the Eagle, and if you are a British boy uh in the sort of 70s and 80s and being given an annual at christmas there's a fair chance that uh ian's work graced the uh graced the front front cover and we're talking about sort of connection to to action force to today and uh remarkably um until this point i don't think uh ian has sort of professionally worked on action force per se but very tangentially has come very very close to it because uh, Ian, you did a fair, you know, a, a fair amount of work in the pages of Battle. So um, notably, uh, some, 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 you know, some very memorable covers, such as the ones we've got uh, up on the screen at, at the moment. Um, but yeah, but never, never on uh, actual, actually, in the pages of Battle Action Force, as it as it became with the Action Force uh, strip. Tangentially, as well, sort of you. Um, in, in terms of toy properties, you've you've been involved in a few over the years as yes, as well. Over the mm, yes, over the years, uh, from time to time, uh, the, toy, the toy manufacturers got in touch with us, uh, uh, looking for perhaps the, uh, box designs for their boxes or their or their catalogues. Because I can remember off offhand, I can remember uh, Scale Electrics. You did quite a lot of work for and did that amazing, um, cat you know, selection of catalog images. It was practically an art book focused just on your art, wasn't it, Ian? <laughs> um, yeah. And and there was Ring Raiders, which became a comic, which which you did a, uh, some of the covers on, I think, interiors for. You had some That's involvement good. in in the UK adaptation uh, weekly comic of on Mask. You were you were recently yes. asked to to do a commission for for the Rhino. Um, is there anything else that I'm for, forgetting, Ian, that you've had involved with in the toy world? I'm definitely trying to think uh, of 
the Speedmaster, wasn't there, if I remember uh-huh. rightly? Yeah, Speedmaster um, was like a superhero kind of connect, sort of created for scale electrics, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. various things over the years. It's mm-hmm. rather difficult for me to to remember them all. They were they they they. they the, the regular work went on, of course, in the meantime, but from time to time these these uh, extras would would slip in, would slip into the uh, into the schedule. Uh, and and, uh, and we we've got yes. on the screen battle. Um, I guess that that was published by IPC, which was somewhat of a, a rival of um, your your main bread bread and butter uh, DC Thompson mm-hmm. publishing. Um, publishing Commando. Did it feel like um, there, there was a rivalry? Rivalry there? Did you know? Were you or were you given a completely uh, you, a, allowed to just get on and, and work wherever you liked? Uh, basically, no. There was no, no really no real feeling, as far as I personally was concerned. No, no feeling of rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked for I worked for DC Thompsons in their art department um, uh, for five years after leaving after leaving school uh, and it was by far the best thing that could have happened in that um, I basically served an apprenticeship uh, le- uh, sitting amongst uh, extremely talented, talented and experienced artists uh, and uh, I just I just picked up uh, all the all the tips I could, uh, I copied and copied and copied, uh, because there's, uh, 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 that is advice I give to all young, young, uh, aspiring, illustrators and artists, is that uh, there's no harm, there's no shame in copying, <laughs> especially if you see a particular artist's uh, his style, his or her style. Copy it, copy it, because eventually your own style will come through. It will come through, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, they in 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 their work, of course, they have solved an awful lot of problems. So, what's the point of you going through doing uh, tackling these problems again when they've already been solved by your predecessor? Uh, mm-hmm. Why not just copy copy what they've done? And um, with with those images on screen, do you remember much of your your time working on on Battle, um, like with the likes of Johnny Red? Uh, not an awful lot, to be quite honest, because it was all happening uh, during the time that I tend to tell the the the, the, the golden times of British comics, mm-hmm. uh, and there was so much. As you know, there was so much work to be done, and I was—I had such a variety of of, uh, of work required, and it was—I would really have to go back and check my account books, which of course one has to keep for for the tax for tax purposes, etc., in order to get some sort of uh, idea just when and where and how which particular uh, mm-hmm. publication I was working for at that time. 
and and as as the master of uh, boys comics which I'll, I'll call you now i hope you'll accept that uh, accolade <laughs> the, the um it does feel like we kind of somehow missed you you working on the action force property during the, that that heyday around about you know 82 83 when the battle action force comic was uh, coming out i do i do wonder if if you if if they if your name you did come come across the editor's board and and whether whether they did approach you at that time obviously it's a a long uh you know almost 40 years ago to so I, so i'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to remember if you think you might have been approached yes it, uh, I, I don't know that time you're, you're actually uh you're you are jogging my memory a little uh, in, in that uh, around about that time 1980 I had a rather serious car accident, mm -hmm. and I was out. Of, I was out of action for quite some time, and um, that was just about the time that New Eagle, uh, of course, uh, made its made its appearance, and Barry Tomlinson, who was in charge of that uh, project, uh, uh, he was looking around for an art. He was. It had they had started, but I'm afraid they were having all sorts of problems with artists not delivering on time etc with all sorts of silly excuses by like uh, oh, oh i left the roll of stuff on on the train <laughs> things like that uh, so he was rather desperate and he knew of course that i was i was recovering uh, and um, would i like to take dandier on uh, and uh, I was just at the point where I felt that I could get get my my uh, brushes, pens and brushes out again and get on with some productive work. Um, so I just had the chance there and then. And yeah, and and from from then on, you've you've not stopped since, I think. So, uh, you know, there's a page from from Dan Dare sort of, you know, one sort of really kind of yeah. showing the kind of explosive space action and you know really dynamic yes. colors that, uh, that you know that this... one, that, yes that one is actually a cover one of the covers done at that time we um we started off actually i can't remember why but i did i was just doing center spreads mm -hmm. um center spread which was fine, no problem there uh, in meeting deadlines, etc. And then they decided to uh, increase it to the cover on the centre spread. And what you have in front there is one of the covers. Uh, so I did full colour cover, full colour centre spread. And then in their wisdom, they decided that they would put it on the back page as well, full colour. That was when I'm afraid I had to see. <laughs> Hold on a second. I can only. <laughs> there are only so many hours in the day, <laughs> and I was never the fastest worker. And the one thing that I've I've always felt instinctively is that if I take on too much, then the the one thing that will will suffer inevitably is quality. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I had to, at that point, say, no, I'm afraid I can't take that on. So we ended up 
I would do a full color cover and then I would do the center spread black and white, uh, detailed black and white on the back cover, detailed black and white, which was then colored in by, as I recall, John Burns, who did a remarkably good job in imitating my style. Yeah, indeed, very good. Um, so the quality, the quality is certainly there, Ian. I mean, look at that. I mean, look at those images. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, those are the those are the images I, that came up for me right away when I started thinking about, you know, who we wanted to, who, who we wanted to do the packaging art for the project. And, and uh, it was immediately you, there was nobody else that was in contention. Um, so I was so glad that that, that this has worked out. At that time, of course, as you probably recall, that was around the time that NASA was in full flow and the moonshots, uh, etc., were all taking place, and mm -hmm. we were inundated, inundated with with films and and uh, clips, uh, shots of the of the uh, equipment, etc. So of course, uh, it just couldn't go wrong. I just kept on uh, <laughs> collecting as much of that material as possible and incorporating it into to what you see in front of you so so for you ben i guess you you didn't you weren't one of those boys uh who were getting um ian's covers on on the front of an annual uh in your stocking at christmas you know growing up in the in in the states so so um sadly not how, yeah so so how did you find out about ian's ian's work so so you know what what was the process for connecting the dots between you know realizing that you wanted to have an incredible image made for, for your project and and Ian's name being the, the name for you. Yeah. So um, so when, when I was growing up in the 80s, um, the, the packaging art was a really big deal to me um, when I saw it in the store as a small, you know, as a kid, it was that's what really drew me in. And then and then, that, you know, it was that was the hook. Right. It was this beautiful packaging art. Um, and it, it was Hector Garrido um, here in the United States for G.I. Joe, who was just an you know, just an absolute master. And, um, you know, he's, he's since passed away. Um, and, you know, I, I was wanting that, I was wanting that feel, right. Just of the beautiful, beautiful, rich colors, masterful paintings, right. That, that I, that, that I grew up with on packaging when, you know, that, re that resonated with me on the packaging when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, we're all here, big kids buying toys, I think because of that, <laughs> that nostalgia and that, and that feel, right. So, um, so that was the, that was sort of what, what I want. It's like, that's what I want. So that, so how do I, how do I achieve that? And, and so looking at, looking around, um, I really wanted to, given the, given the homage, um, and given that we're working with Bob Freakin and I really wanted to be, I really wanted to, to tie back to, to all you guys in the UK, cause here I am. You know, I'm, I'm making something that's all new, but that obviously is inspired by everything that um, that happened in the 80s, a lot of things that happened in the 80s over in the UK. Right. So so I really started the search with who could who, who would be a good fit um, from the UK. That was that was where it started. And I immediately, you know, immediately it's Ian Kennedy. And, and that was, that my list was one is honestly. And, 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 and I, and I was like, 
that's as soon as I started my search, I, I reached out and, and I was like, that's the guy got to have like, I want, you know, I hope, you know, I hope Ian's still doing great and, and working, you know, um, cause obviously Ian, with that kind of body of work, you've, uh, you've, you've earned a retirement when you have refused <laughs> to do so. Right. Um, and then that's when I reached out and Mark, you know, you were the, uh, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the man who's, uh, who's handling the, uh, this, the, the artwork for Ian, which is great. So that's, and that's when I reached out. Yeah. So, so the, I've put in there in, in, in inverted commas, the, uh, a quote from the, the email that you sent from, from to us uh, when you reached out for the first time, I'm heading, heading a project that is in need of, quote, yeah. <laughs> I'm heading a project that is in need of beautiful painted artwork of a futuristic aircraft slash spacecraft. The design is currently under development and not yet finalized but should be ready in the next few months. And, and so uh, both, you know, me and Ian looked at, looked at what was being asked and was like, yeah, well, Ian, Ian is taking uh, commissions. And if it's a futuristic aircraft and spacecraft, that sounds right, um, right in uh, Ian's, uh, you know, wheelhouse. And, and, you know, as you've seen in these other images here before, below there's, there's one from, of this, uh, you know, crazy Tiger Force style, um, a jet from from ring raiders and and on the right uh, a more recent piece that was done in the last few few years as a as a private commission uh, with a spacecraft from uh robo uh, robo busters um uh relating to to the you know precursor to the abc warriors uh in the pages of 2000 uh, ad um and and so yeah right right in uh in ian's wheelhouse and, and then so we sort of then sort of sat back and waited to find out uh more uh, and and then you sort of sent across some some briefing uh, some of the early kind of uh concept art to to us and and i and i replied and said uh that looks an awful lot like a robo <laughs> <laughs> and you you were probably your mind was probably a little bit blown sort of you know how does this random guy representing uh, you know this 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 comic book artist. How does he recognize something that is so uh, specific? Uh, so sort of yeah. fortunately or uh, coincidentally, uh, but but also um, giving rise to probably a bit of shock for you. Um, you know, you contacted a guy who <laughs> knows an awful well lot about action with. force. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think any design, I think any design that's a that's a spaceship with a skull on it is going to evoke um, feelings of, yeah. of of that, right? So it's, uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't terribly surprised, but I was surprised. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then you know, and I, I don't even remember how long that first, you know, that first email I reached out just because I was so excited and it was very mm -hmm. early in the process, but, but I, I knew that's what I had to, you know, what I wanted for the project. And then you guys waited very patiently uh, while we continued to develop because it, it was a long, it was a long time. And I kept saying, guys, just don't worry. It's, <laughs> we're going to get there. It's just, we need, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta wait till, till the design is finished. Right. Yeah, and I had to keep on reminding Ian, don't don't start, don't start. <laughs> uh, hold yes, on, hold no, on, wait, wait till it's things, things like that. There always always is be a, a period of gestation, which uh, we've just got to, as just the artist, for instance, just have to sit back and wait until the, the finer points are are are, are, uh, are sorted out and are finalised. And then we can take it from there. 
I want to I want to quickly check on my phone and see. And perhaps now and again, be responsible for my own little tweak here and there. Might just that might just be attractive to the to the editor or the or the the manufacturer, the toy manufacturer, like yourself, Ben. I was just looking, looking, trying to look back on my phone and find out when was that very first uh, image. Uh, sorry, when was the very first email? And it was the fourteenth uh, of April, twenty twenty. So, um, yeah. yeah so, so, so we've yeah, <laughs> been talking. We've been talking a fair while, yeah. and uh, and I've been chomping at the bit to to want to want to talk to other people about it as, as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, year and kept, a half. Yeah, I kept I it. Yeah, guys, kept it under so. under my hat all this yeah, time. I appreciate that. We, <laughs> kept it. we definitely kept it. Uh, we kept it. We kept it on the down low until we were ready, didn't we? Yeah, in- incredibly, uh, incredibly. Given the amount of enthusiasm that that this project has in has has generated. Um, so so next up, this was this next piece was uh, Ian's very first initial sketch, and and it was after. I shared some materials of him based on the original um, uh, Robo Skull, and I sh- sent across the original commercial to kind of show it in in action and and kind of the concept of these you know VTOL wings. And uh, so so yeah, this was yeah. Ian coming up with some some initial ideas as to the composition and, and the potential ideas for background as well. Right, which is which was great because you guys were so you know. Mark, you guys were obviously so excited. I didn't have our new, I didn't have our designs to you guys because this, you know, so you guys just went ahead and sketched, sketched something else that was similar just to kind of start composing to get, to get out. In front yeah. Of just gen- yeah. generating you know, ideas yeah. and particularly um, trying to understand the concept of, of this thing, but also where we might place the, the robos, the robo skull and the, and the backgrounds, um, you know, that, that was kind of, the thing that gen- generated the most ideas almost like you know um is it going to be in space is is it going to be somewhere in, right. in in the sky and and in this do you remember this initial concept you were kind you were sort of playing with this sort of i can't remember the word you use now but it's like a ki- kaleidoscope type effect in the in the background that, that you were playing playing with the idea sorry you were speaking to me then mark yeah, I, I was I was saying that that your original idea for the background was kind of like um, less, I guess, representative and more of a kind of almost co- color kind of kaleidoscope um, uh, idea. Yes, yes. At that at that stage, uh, uh, Ben had supplied me obviously with a, a a rough idea of the shape of this of this wonderful wonderful character shall we say um, <laughs> and, and uh, I didn't really there was nothing I could do with it other than just try to portray it and then and then just just let my own imagination uh, run, run freely round about it uh, introducing shapes etc um, with uh, in the background quite often when I'm working away as you could see, I work away in black and white to start with, uh, um, massing in the shapes, uh, etc. Uh, the color comes probably, it's probably um, uh, 
floating around in the wee, in the wee back corners of my mind while I'm doing <laughs> this. Uh, but very often, quite often, uh, I, I find myself, especially because I've worked so much in colour over the years now, uh, that the grave danger is of things starting to look rather similar to to work that was done, say, perhaps a, a few months ago. Um, so some very often, very often, I have I have to do the black and white uh, section first and lay it aside and allow and allow the 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 the, the, the color bit uh, to uh, perhaps just gradually. Um, yeah. What's the word? What can you? It just, it just, it just starts. It starts moving around in my mind, and <laughs> all sorts of, all sorts of silly ideas come into my mind as to color. Um, color, of course, is is a, is a, it it is a problem. Uh, color. Everyone thinks, oh, color. Oh yes, color. Red, red, white, and blue, etc. Uh, but. Um, You've got, when you're using colour, you've also got to remember that colours have temperatures. You have warm colours and you have cold colours. So in order to use them effectively, you've got to juxtapose um, cold colours with red colours in order to get the effects that you, that you would like to put over. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that jumps out at everyone, right? You can't see one of your paintings without thinking about the the beauty of the of the color selections. It's um it's just one of the it's just one of the many facets of your work that that really um it just stands out. Yes, it's 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 a, it's a very instinctive thing, Ben. To be quite honest, uh, and, and probably has also um, how can I put it matured over the years uh, through through experience as much as anything. But um, I still find, even now, I still do the odd uh, cover for commando uh, in, this part, in this part of the world. Uh, and, and even now, I'm still always trying to, uh, how can I put it, um, change the formula, the color formula, uh, as much as possible. You, you, I, 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 don't, I don't, for instance, ever use any more than the, the, the primary colors, the foreground, red, yellow, green, uh, red, yellow, and blue. And from these, you can get all the color you wish. Um, of course, uh, acrylic colors, are absolutely wonderful in that um, they they have a vibrancy, which, uh, for instance, watercolor uh, lacks, just mm -hmm. just doesn't have. Uh, and, and and I find that acrylic colors, especially, they they, they seem to they they just are natural twins to good uh, reproduction if you if you understand where where I'm coming from that um, today's reproduction is 
is so so wonderful compared with what I was used to as a boy when we mm. started doing God work way way back. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a it's just it's a wonderful feeling to to look at a finished piece of a, fin a finished publication and to notice that uh, that even uh, uh, the subtle changes I try to uh, put into the my use of color they actually are are coming up printed up more or less exactly the way I want to see them. Uh, that's very satisfactory. Very satisfactory. Yeah, it yeah, used to be really quite. Yeah, used to be quite a, a problem for for painted art. You know, even relatively recently, of of being able to capture the the vibrancy of the of the painted uh, image, and and often it looked a lot sort of more muddy uh, compared to mm -hmm. to the way that uh, it was actually you know appeared on the on the on the board and. Yeah, some I know from from stories about 2000 AD that sometimes the the editorial had to, had a bit of a job to convince their their painters to understand uh, understand the concept of of what you know how things appear on the board versus how it will appear in print. Um, okay, next the next up we've got uh, I think an exclusive Ben. Yeah, this is yeah. some. <laughs> behind the scenes you're revealing here of uh of concepting early, uh, that we were looking at yeah uh you, so so this was uh kind of very early in the process uh giving giving uh ian a a, a, a much clearer view of of t as to what the the robo skull 2 would be um looking like and and could kind of uh help with with then sort of roughing out the the ideas as to what would you know the 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 painting would eventually right. be become do you want to do you want to let us know a little bit more about what we've got on the screen at the moment yeah sure so um so the the images on the right i guess i'll start with those so those are those are concept drawings by alex Wu. so he was um he was the concept artist that um that we brought in to work on the project um, at the recommendation of Dave Proctor, who uh, Dave's a, Dave Proctor um, is a good friend of mine, and he's also the man behind um, many the production of many of, of the toys in our hobby, um, like Boss Fight Studio, like um, the the Marauders, um, Valor versus Action for uh, Action Force, um, just a lot of the a lot of the toys that that you know are the in the circles I run in that I collect. Um, he's 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 in Hong Kong and he's making sure these toys get made and they get made um, you know to the top quality specifications. So he's a he's he he then because um, I, I was working with him on the production side of it. He and, and the whole concept and he recommended Alex and Alex is based in in Hong Kong, uh, works closely with Dave. Uh, and then he just blew, he just, Alex is amazing. Like he's like a genius. He's just, the, the ideas coming out of his head were just, 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 uh -huh. just super like heavy metal, awesome concepting. And, uh, and mm -hmm. so the, we, we, we refined those. And then um, the image on the right actually is a fairly good, you know, that was a fairly developed um, concept drawing at that point of where after many, many refinements of what we wanted this to look like. So, um, so that's a pretty developed concept drawing. The one on the left is is just a really rough. Um, actually, that one probably came a little bit earlier because you can see the older, older kind of wing style that we were yeah, playing. Yeah, with. it's a slightly different shape, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that actually was a, uh, I did that in the wrong order because yeah, the one on the left is actually uh, an earlier version, and that was just a really rough in 
of a 3d model kind of to get more of a try to get a 3d feel of just how this thing might uh, might look um, when it's all flared out with its with its talons open in in the uh, in the in the kind of the attack formation right <laughs> yeah so so that's so that's what we're looking at here and um, and, and it, it was fun because we've got tons of we got so much concept art which by the way I'm personally really as a collector and a fan I'm really into pre-production art. Um, so, yeah. and, I, and I've collected pre-production art for my favorite character from GI Joe. And I just, I'm really fascinated with the process. So, you know, so to go through this as on the other side of it, as, as being a producer made just everything that much more, I mean, it's just, just so much fun. Um, you guys probably remember, Mark, I'm sure you will, that mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of this for the commission, I said, okay, here's like, okay, but I want, I want all the sketches. I want all the pre-production. Like I want, I want all of it. Um, and, <laughs> and, and you're like, Ian keeps all that in his book. And, and I said, well, no, I really want it. And I think, uh, I think we ended up where I got, I got most of it, but Ian kept, kept uh, a piece or two for himself still. So, so it all worked out for, for everybody, for both of us. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, yeah. And, and so, so, so yeah, Ian sort of, it does, does most of, most of his sort of, uh, roughs in, in a personal sketchbook, uh, which, uh, he, you know, ho- keeps hold of. And I guess Ian, it's uh, a nice memento for, for you where you're sort of giving away the, the finished product, but you've got kind of this record of, you know, everything that you've been working on mm-hmm. over, over the period of a few months yeah. or Yes, I must. I must admit, uh, Dan, when when I got these sketches, these um, lot more than sketches, these these dramatic drawings, uh, te- technical drawings that you sent me um, uh, to work to to work from, uh, uh, I, I must admit that I I had to sit back and and, and to get my breath back. Show oh, sorry, it. sorry, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, as as you as you well know, I've I've drawn and painted aircraft for for all my life. Uh, in that, uh, let's face it, I didn't want to be doing this anyway. I wanted to fly in, as a career, but it wasn't to be. However, mm-hmm. uh, when I was faced with these uh, quite wonderful. Uh, as I say, technical drawings. Um, I had to sit down and, especially the ones that the two on the right, I had to sit down and, and uh, somehow or other, uh, with the, the rather illogical um, organ I call a brain, um, I had to sit down and try and, in a way, um, uh, uh, how could I put it? Uh, uh, you know, take bits out here and bits out there. Translate. I suppose the one I'm trying to think of is translate in, yeah. into into in some sort some, some something I could work from. Uh, eventually, I think we managed it, uh, but yeah. it was. I've got to say, uh, uh, in 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 my many years of experience. And it's probably been as as uh, as uh, tricky tricky an exercise as I've as I've come across. Shall we? Say. <laughs> wow! 
Wow, that's that's really interesting, Ian. I didn't I didn't know that you felt that that it was that 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 was at that level for you because, um, you know what we saw and what we got was so fantastic. You were clearly up for that challenge. So, um, well done, sir. Thank you. And and this next image is is kind of the idea, sort of uh, finally coming to life with uh, with the the new um, with a with a rough based on on the, those. Uh, early des designs and trying to come up really with the the composition, the angle of the the Robo Skull, mm -hmm. and potentially where it might be sitting in in space. And I think uh, originally this was, uh, 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 yeah, I can't remember which which version this this was. What we were thinking that uh, that background actually was, whether that was going to be uh, Earth or an, another alien planet or something. I think right. that uh, we might have been that might have been before uh, it might have been a different planet, um, and then then we evolved uh, quickly into yeah into 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 this, which uh, is getting much closer than to the to the final uh, version that that mm -hmm. we'll recognise, and and that's kind of more of uh, the a moon surface uh, sitting be behind it with uh, like sort of. A, pl a planet not unlike Saturn with some rings uh, behind. And, and there was a bit of a to and fro as to, to you know, what, where you wanted it situated. I think um, you landed on, on it being wanting a bit more of a, an earth like planet in the, in the background. Yeah. Do you remember definitely. that thought process? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we looked at, we looked at that from a lot of different ways and um, a few details here, I guess if you back up one, I've got a, comment on that too I, I i love this piece and to me this is always going to be this is this is ian's you know this is ian, i feel like this is ian's design because he just took like looked at it and did a sketch and then like it was a just a really cool i mean it's so good looking and but it's like the ian kennedy <laughs> version of the design so i just i just love this piece so much um and and then the next piece um that that was developed further uh one of the details you'll see at the bottom is is a little is a second is a second robo skull kind of concept in the distance and that was that was by request of of ian to to you know say like look the robo skull mark ii is this is a you could have a fleet of these so i want to make sure that we that we kind of communicate that in a way um obviously the focus is on this big this big beautiful um design but but we're going to imply that there's that we want to be able to imply in this packaging art that that you could have many many robo skulls so that's, that's, that's <laughs> there um and then and then so this is kind of what you know when we were all talking together back and forth um you know i we were talking about moons or, or earth like planets and i think we settled i mean i think ultimately i decided i really wanted just the more of the earth-like planets to get more color i mean that because that's one of the things that i was always that I just i think everyone's drawn to in 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 your work ian is the use of color um, and then, and then beyond that, this, this, again, this process, we kind of had the, the, the moon or the planet in the corner and it was actually Ian's suggestion that we, you know, he's like, this isn't, this isn't quite working. I think we need to put the, the planet directly behind the, 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 the craft so that that way we get a higher contrast with these, with these colors and these wings so that they, thank you, Mark. So there it is. So then, so this is, this is Ian's after, after that development, he came back and said, this is, this is a better composition for what we need to achieve given the colors um, of, of the, the Skull Mark II. So, uh, and so that was, and, and we said, I said, great, that's what, 
that's awesome. Like how, how amazing is it to get, to get Ian Kennedy to tell you like how to properly compose an artwork for, for color and composition. I mean, just, just amazing. Just, just good times. Yes, uh, yes. Ben, here, here you actually see, here you actually see my, my, my thought processes in action. Those last three, these last three stages that we've seen. Um, if you want to go back through them, if you can't mark at all, you'll see how my, uh, the, the trans, as I said earlier, a form of translation and uh, I see that my mind is working along certain lines and and uh, each each there's a, there is a, a distinct step in at each stage uh, mm -hmm. as far as background set is concerned translation I suppose is possibly as good a way of describing it as any until we get to the uh, the finished article, so to speak. Absolutely, and I loved and I loved it. I loved every minute of that process. And what what I uh, get the thrill of experiencing is that uh, when Ian's um, faced with the the this uh, sort of the prickly issue of of you know trying to to kind of. Uh, interpret, translate a concept uh, into into a, a piece. Um, oft, often, uh, I'll, I'll uh, you know ping ping across the the email to to, to Ian, and then at some point in the wee early hours of the morning, Ian will have been thinking about it and uh, and um, have come up, come up with something. Uh, off, you know, every now and again, overnight, and I'll have something uh, you know to to look at in the morning. And uh, yeah, so it's a you know always a real thrill to to see. It's uh, yes. is is it the, the the late night thinking, Ian? Is it it's a sweet spot for your create creativity? Very much later, not so much late night, early morning. <laughs> very often, very often, I'm a I'm mm -hmm. a very bad sleeper, so very often uh, uh, the, the the work I'm working, uh, the job I'm working on at the, at that time. Uh, can be lying quite close by, uh, so that uh, when I open my eyes and just glance across, it's quite often the case that all of a sudden, uh, what seemed to be a problem uh, the evening before uh, was no longer a problem. It was uh, it, 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 the problem. The, the solution was there. It just, uh, mm -hmm. I, I just, I possibly, possibly just, maybe just a wee bit too tired to recognize that there really wasn't a problem, that we were already working along the, the right lines. It's, it's great how I think, I think a lot of really creative people, uh, it's fun, it's, it's, it's interesting how consistent that seems to be with many creative people that, that they get good ideas either like late at night or early in the morning, kind of in that sleep state in between how you just think a different way. Um, I, I definitely have those kind of, you know, the, the shower thoughts, eureka moments early in the morning when I'm still, um, when I'm still uh, in be, kind of in between and not fully woken up. <laughs> So this is a, uh, a quite quite late on in the in the process. It was um, one of the 
uh it was i think in the pack of the the kind of the final design that that you supplied mm -hmm. to 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 ian um to to work on the final piece and i think this angle that that you you know worked up your model was to you know effectively to try and recreate what uh, ian had previously roughed out in mm -hmm. a um in a 3d model format essentially yeah, so um, so that's absolutely correct. So we took we took what Ian wanted to do, and uh, from a composition standpoint, and then um, tried to recreate it in 3D. Because again, there is, you know, in this um, in this product design, we've got a lot. There's a lot going on here. Um, to Ian's point, very fair. Ian, there's a lot happening. So uh, <laughs> so this was just a helpful. I think it hopefully it was a helpful tool for Ian to really like you know to to get the details because as much. You know, this is a this is one of those things as far as um, artistic interpretation goes that I love seeing art and artists um, translation, like Ian was saying earlier, of of the product and the you know of a design, right? Um, but given that this was a packaging art for the toy, then we had to sort of hone in a little bit more from translation to try to achieve more of an you know more of a beautiful, more accurate representation of the toy for the final, you know, for the final art, given that it was packaging art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, as, as, as we go through, uh, I, I find that from time to time, I will notice a particular panel is possibly just, just a wee bit too, too bright, too light or too dark. So I will alter that in order to get the effect I want. And of course, this uh, this subject had so many panels and shapes that um, I had to be extremely careful as to just how heavy, for instance, some of those translucent blue-gray uh, panels. It, they could, I could have made them, I could have made them um, uh, quite, quite bright and, and almost glassy, you know. If you if you understand, you understand what I'm on about, mm -hmm. but I didn't know I would keep them keep them marked. So what we've got on the screen now is uh, Ian's first pass for review at um, at the painted uh, Robo Skull. So most of the most of the elements. Uh, are there and uh, you know beautifully framed by you know the the blue of the the planet in the in the backgrounds. I guess Ian, this is your uh, this is your signature acrylic style in in operation, isn't it? Um, where you're Very much. Lay, layering up the acrylic paints um, and and um, often breaking out the hairdryer to speed up the process, right? <laughs> yes. Very much so, a very useful tool. Uh, yes, no, I, I, I'm a great believer in, in uh, starting off quite, quite gently and, and delicately with my colours, and then gradually working them up until I get them to the, to the depths and, uh, uh, the depths and, and, and brilliance, for instance, that I want. But it's. It's 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 almost. At times, I wonder whether it's it is art or is it maybe a technical process almost. 
rather than art. That's a, that's an interesting thought. That's an interesting thought there, Ian. I, I think th that's the that's the blending of art when you you know you can start you can start breaking down right like what the like what is it that makes it that looks good on a technical cognitive level right you can you can kind of start breaking things down what works like you were saying earlier about colors and matching and it could become very cognitive like understanding like this is this is what works good we don't know why but you know it's visually pleasing um but then still at the end of the day you can be cognitively understand all this stuff um so well um you know I've got a little bit of cognitive understanding of what makes a beautiful painting, but but uh, I certainly don't have the creativity or the talent to pull it off. I mean, look at this, look at this. I mean, it's just it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. And in the color composition here, again, um, this was entirely driven by Ian. You know, the colors, this beautiful, rich kind of dark, uh, and then brightening to these. Um, and again, you can't even translate as much as our as much as the replication of. You know, we were talking about the replication now and, and how the colors come through so beautifully. It, it looks beautiful here, but but um, as, as someone who's got the actual painting um, in my house right now, um, the colors are just, are they're just unbelievable. They're just gorgeous and so rich. And, um, and we're certainly going to be spending a lot of time to replicate that color on the packaging art um, so that that way, so we get all that, all that transition of color across this piece um, to translate on the packaging art for everybody else to enjoy. Uh, but the color itself was entirely Ian. I mean, this was, this was his selection, not mine. And I mean, how, you know, if you get an opportunity to take, to have someone, um, with like Ian Kennedy to, to tell you how to, how to put the colors together, you just, you just sit back and listen and mm -hmm. say, sir, that's what we'll do. <laughs> yes. It's a, it, 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 it's, it is, no doubt about it. It, it. it is a process. And that's why, as I say, I often wonder whether whether or not I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a manipulator of colour rather than an artist in the true sense of the word. In that uh, I have been using acrylics now since around nineteen seventy when, when they had that was around the time they hit the market and uh, folks became aware of, of acrylic colours. And I can guarantee you now, I still find after all that time, I can find myself actually um, experimenting with, with acrylics and, and, and pushing, pushing the boundaries out even further. Well, um, Ian, that's an interesting thought, but I would have to say I wouldn't I wouldn't wonder in, in which way or the other. If any, you're, you're certainly both, right? If you're a manipulator of color, you are a master manipulator of colors, and you are an artist. <laughs> you are an artist in 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 the truest sense of the word. There's just no, there's just there, there can be no doubt about that on uh, from anybody. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so next next up, we we have here a true sense of Ben's attention to the, and that, I guess the wider project here, their attention to to detail and uh, professionalism. I'd say in terms of playing back your your feedback, um, you know, very always very considered, detailed, um, you know, provided in a in a very clear way and with sort of um, uh, supporting images and and, and direction, so that that. 
um there's there's no kind of uh you know there's no um misinterpreting of what you if, of kind of what you're what you're after so so we've got some technical revisions to that first draft of uh, having eye cannons the detail on the chin plate armor uh, and and so on and and creating uh, creating more of a kind of a halo area uh, actually I'll, uh, the earth roundness is is how you demonstrated it but i think uh, uh, ian ian came up with some his own solutions to make that aspect look to, look even better and and also some notes around wing transparency which um i, I remember there was quite quite the artistic challenge to to a, achieve uh that as as, as well <laughs> right, it's, right. Uh, so so there we see it all coming uh together the uh the earth um has got uh this this wonderful kind of halo effect being uh being added to added to it which uh i know took a little bit of extra time Ian, but but really um does add something quite spectacular spectacular to uh to the image yes because yeah. uh, yeah. originally when i did it it was quite a clean a, a clean edge uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. uh i uh, you 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 made the made you were quite strong in your in your request that uh that that should be softened and uh well after all i'm 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 just a laborer you're the boss <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I had to do that. I had to do that. How do you feel about it now, Ian? Do you feel like we should, like, we shouldn't have? Um, I mean, these are subtle details. So, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like we shouldn't have put the the bright ring around it? Uh, oh, I, oh, I think it improved it without any shadow. Without, uh, I'm oh, quite willing. Good. I, I know. I'm uh, one thing. All these years have taught me. I know when I, I do know when I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good because I always, you know, the few that was the one comment I've actually, um, because I said, Hey, we, we, because we looked at all the, you know, all your Dan Dare and your planets, and it's like a lot of those had the kind of that glow on it, and and so that was like, you know, hey, can we, you know, like, we think that looks cool, but we don't want to step out of bounds here if it's not the right, if it's not the right direction. So, um, so I'm really glad that you feel that, that it was the, that it ended up being a good, a good um, design direction. Oh, really, that was, that was one of the only few things that we talked about other than, you know, some of the technical things that we just went over. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even like, even, even the blasts here, like the orange blasts, like the decision that there's two, that the two cannons are firing up top and they're orange and then that we've got kind of this cool blue green laser effect on the on the uh, chin guns, like that's all Ian. Like there was no like there was no direction on on, on how that was going to work at all. That was just entirely, you know, Ian doing his thing. And it's just it, it, the composition of it because you could go. This thing's got so many guns. You could you could have um, you could have overdone it. We certainly don't want to underdo the blast. So, I mean. Ian picked this, and it, the balance is just perfect. I'm a great believer in, and not just, it's, it's obviously we've been talking all the time about my use of color, etc. But uh, in 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 the composition, uh, angles, like light lines of the of the of the, the laser, for instance, lines, etc. They, these are all equally important. Equally important. Mm -hmm. 
I was just going to say, I think um, I don't remember Ben, and and you might you, you might remember differently. I don't remember you necessarily spelling out to Ian how you wanted to see this second Robo Skull either. So I think this is a bottom up view of it, which is, right. um, I guess, a surprising angle to 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 see it. Um, yeah. Uh, what's your what's your recollection of of that ian was was this that all you or or was there was there a bit of an instruction about how we wanted to see this that that second craft it feels like it was a a, a tough my a, a tough decision <laughs> my, not making my, it easy my myself yeah my recollection was is that i'd ask that we have a second craft of course and i think the conversation was let's show it in a different angle than what the primary is so that it gives you mm-hmm. more of what because this this thing looks i mean i'm biased but this thing looks badass from every point of view like this thing is designed <laughs> to just look great it looks great no matter what underneath over top from behind she's a beauty she's a terrible <laughs> and um so, yes, so I, I think I, that was I, 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 yeah. yeah i personally felt that then that um that there was no question it was such a, an interesting shape that it deserved to be shown from a different angle uh, uh, to show uh, 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 to show the, the, the buyer, the reader or whatever, that uh, what we're seeing here in, in, in the main, the main uh, image uh, it, it, it must we're adding, we're adding more interest, haven't we? by showing it but in, in a totally different angle altogether. I, I think and, and apart, I, from, apart, from, apart from anything else, um, quite often uh, uh, to uh, 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 an, an empty space to an artist could be a bit of an anathema. Is that a proper word? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the you placed everything perfectly, and obviously you even considered the um, the fact that we were gonna, as packaging art, we would have something across the across the top um, as a headline, and and there it is. Um, so you gave us plenty of space. You know, there's a great uh, that one sized for you know put that on Instagram. I think Mark, you probably pulled that off of right. Uh, right yep. But yeah, we've got plenty of room to add our graphics. Um, so it's just it's just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, and going back to the, you know, Mark, if you can zoom up on that second, that second ship, I mean, it's, okay, it's just yep. gorgeous. It's a work. The, the second ship in the background is, it's an entire work of art, you know, in and of itself to me. I mean, genuinely, I'm not like, it's beautiful. Um, even where, when we were looking at marketing, I started out, I actually did that for a, for an Instagram story, right? Where I start out and yeah. you just see that ship and then it comes over. Right. Because I just I'm just uh, you can't tell I'm really enamored with the entire uh, the entire piece. Because what we, one thing we've not actually mentioned today is the the scale of this piece. So um, most uh, most comic book are is done at what in, in UK is is close to, to a three side, like a, a comic Bristol board. And uh, Ian will sort of work at something akin to this kind of scale for, for most of uh you know his his sort of painted almost cover quality pieces um but this uh this piece is is a is a beast it's like a2 scale right so it's um ginormous 
it's the big guy. And I think, um, you know, that was part of our early, when we started getting into it, uh, my recollection, Mark, is that you asked me, you're like, hey, here's the price point for this size. And of course I have to, by the way, I don't, we don't, I don't deal with A2 and A3. So then I've got my, you know, I'm like, like had to convert everything here, you know, from the, from you Brits, the way you're explaining it to me to understand the sizing that I would, that, of the product. And, and you, you sort of were like, here's the, you know, here's the price for, for this one. And it's a, this is the typical, or, you know, for, it's going to be more money, but you could go really big. And that might, that might be really nice. I think you were That's what we call like, the stretch here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so like you, like, yeah, give me, give me the, give me the big one. Let's go. Cause Ian, maybe you can talk to this a bit, but the, the A2 scale just means that it's a much literally a bigger canvas to work on such that you can fit in more detail. And then when, then when it's reproduced, uh, you know, and scaled down, it just looks that much more detailed and, and, and richer. Um, how, how does it, how does, you know, how does it compare working at such a, a you know, that's kind of scale. Uh, I, to be quite honest, uh, if, um, if, if I'm, if I'm honest, I would say I like working to a bigger scale because uh, quite often um, you're asked to do something as small as A4 mm -hmm. or A3 uh, and you just can't get, do it justice. Whereas mm -hmm. doing it at A3 or A2, I, don't, I can't recall. I, I have in the past worked a1 uh, but um a2 for 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 a subject like this i would say is just about ideal because it means i can i can uh, spread myself shall i say just just let myself go a bit more rather than be um legally uh, working away in little corners uh, let the whole thing flow um, and I had a, f as we're kind of get wrapping up our discussion around this particular piece, Ben, you're, you're the proud owner of the original piece now for, for this. Have you got it to hand somewhere? Um, I, or is it I, out of the way? I have, um, I have the piece. It's been sitting in my home office the entire time while we're working on it. So it's just sort of right there as a, um, as an inspirational piece that really, I mean, I, I kind of did this piece early, right? Like I was so excited about the packaging art that we had, I actually pulled the trigger on it a little bit too early because we did have one revision. Um, you know, we've got like slight details, like the eye, the eye cannons have changed a little bit from, from this piece. Um, and, and so, but this was, this was sort of like, this kind of became the standard for the project. We, you know, I showed this to the team and everyone's just like, Oh my God, you know, like it really started to make things feel more real from these concept drawings and, and just really raised the bar for all of us, but yeah. of the direction that we were headed. So it was, you know, it was an anchor, genuinely, this became kind of an anchor piece for, for the direction and the quality. I mean, of course we were, we were going to do everything top quality, but it was just really, it was just really good to have this anchor piece right there looking at it, looking at me every day as we continued to work um work to to build the to build the new product um it, so it's yeah it's in my office 
Um, it'll get it'll get reframed um, soon uh, and and find a very prominent a very prominent place <laughs> uh, in my in my personal collection. So um, it's really just a dream come true to be able to um, not only have a piece that's commissioned for for a project like this, but then for me to also get to um, to enjoy the original myself every day is just it's just so. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Excellent. Um, and so uh, let's, uh, you know, as we're wrapping, wrapping up about talking about the piece, it's, uh, I think we should mention the wider project. So, so it went live last week, was, uh, you know, has been incredibly, incredibly successful. Um, you, you, you got your target, initial target in first hour and a half. And you've been rapidly uh, releasing uh, some of the, you know, additional tiers that that, that were that were previously locked. So yeah, um, yeah, massive congratulations! And and clearly, you know, it's a project that you know everyone that, that an enormous amount of people are very uh, passionate, enthused by. So you've really tapped into you know the imagination of uh, of a you know a base of people there who are fans for this concept. Thank you, thank you, Mark. It's um, it's been a it's been a crazy couple of days, honestly, because we built out the the six stretch goals, um, and and my my hope was my my big hope was is that at the end of the thirty days, we we would be able to you know we would be able to pull in and and get that last final sixth stretch goal you know um unlocked you know that was my hope i wasn't you know you, you just don't i mean i've never done a kickstarter before but i did a lot of research and i and i mm -hmm. felt like i had a good grasp i believed in the product i believed in the quality of the product and i and i believe we would fund but um to unlock all those you know to unlock the six stretch goals for me going into it i was feeling like that would be that would just be you know an amazing thing if by the end of the campaign we were going to be we could unlock all six of those stretch goals um, and then for that to happen in like 94 minutes or something, we like, we funded and then burned through and we, we funded in 94 minutes and then burned through all six of the stretch goals that I expected to go to fuel this 30 days. We burned through all six of them in 21 hours. So I, I felt like I felt like I ran the whole 30 days in less than in less than a day. Like it was all condensed into a single day. And um, and thank you for everyone who's who's funded us. Oh, I just can't, you know, the support and the positive energy um, coming from everybody online. Uh, it's just it's just wonderful. So it's just been so much fun. And we really appreciate, um, you know, the comments about, you know, that people are making about the thoughtfulness that that we put into this um i really appreciate it because we, we did we really thought hard about how we can make a product that um that's that's the best i mean that's what it was all about that's why you know that's why ian kenny was the only guy on the list for the packaging art for me it was it's about doing everything the the very very best and um and we rethought and thought and 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 revised and and the reaction from the from the fan base has been um more than i could have ever expected so thank you for all thank you to all the robo scholars out there and um and that left me kind of like immediately going um oh my gosh i thought i was gonna if, if what, what are we what's next we have to keep building this out like this is <laughs> our, my wildest expectations and so so we've actually been taking ideas that we had 
that didn't make the that didn't make that cut um, and 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 really developing them really quickly and trying to get that out so we can keep um, keep showing our appreciation for all these mm-hmm. backers. Uh, and keep getting really, really cool stuff. So we're scrambling, but it's not, we're not putting out things that are, um, are not well thought out. We're still, we're, we're looking at, we're digging into the concepts that like the Robo Knight, the Robo Knight heavy metal armor was one that just, just unlocked at, you know, um, uh, yesterday, yesterday, I think it was, it's, it's all running together, but that that's a really fun, fun concept that completely transforms the, 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 the feel of the product and um it just didn't quite make the i, I didn't think we i didn't think we were going to be able to get there or do it so mm-hmm. to be able to put that in and then have it fund and and just keep adding awesome stuff is it's a dream come true um and and you know with that mark i'd actually um i'm actually going to bring something up as we as we continue to try to build um you know rewards and and enhance the value of this whole of this whole campaign um with the level of funding we've now achieved, I would like to invite Ian to to do a couple portraits for us and to add to his packaging art and 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 do a blood wolf portrait and to do a weasel pilot portrait that would then go on the box art for the uh, for the packaging. So if um, and I'm springing you guys, I'm springing this on both. <laughs> of you too, so, so if that's something that um, that Ian, if you'd like to do. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to have you do the portraits, uh, and add that and enhance the box art for, for the RoboSkull Mark II. Well, certainly always up for the challenge, man. Always up for the challenge. All right. <laughs> wow. So anybody watching, that's, a, that's a reveal right now that we're going to have some additional, uh, Ian Kennedy art. You heard it here first. So that is going to mm. be, that's going to be exciting. Uh, and I've just called up the the page. So so for ev- everybody who's been uh, hiding away the last few days, the the website is Kickstarter.com slash projects slash Skeletron slash RoboSkull. Just Google uh, Kickstarter RoboSkull. You'll find it, and uh, and all of the all of the details are there. Uh, tantalizingly, uh, I'm, sh- I'm I'm showing it here in pounds. Yeah. So uh, so that probably less recognizable to you but um yeah it's uh at 274 at the moment uh tantalizingly so, very close to 200,000 I, I love that you just showed that in pounds because we're looking we're I'm over here in the US and we're looking at US dollars so look at that we're about to hit a an appropriately huge milestone in um in 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 pounds so that's that's really exciting there is the uh the art the the figures uh, all of the details, uh, that amazing, uh, that amazing um, special edition with the with the wild uh, y- y- yellow. Uh, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Does that guy look happy? So, so a little story about that. That's that's that was a uh, that was a candid photo. Um, we we received the model prototype uh, from Hong Kong. And, and David had actually asked me to, to do an unboxing so he could see the look on my face when I got this. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like, you're not even ready. You've been working on this project for, you know, two and a half oh, years and you're just, you're not even ready for, uh, for what's going to come in this box. And, and so that's yeah. a, that's a me, that's somebody grabbing a pick of me, pulling this out and, uh, assembling it and seeing it and holding it for the very first time. That's what you're seeing yeah. right there. What a moment. Uh, 
that 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 expression on your face does look like a, as you say a genuine <laughs> moment of uh happiness what what yeah i can only imagine how that uh, that would have felt at the at the time after all of your uh, hard work to get to get to that point uh very very exciting so uh yeah that's the place for everyone to to go find out more uh, i thought what we'd do next is a quick quick fire round looking at uh, some of the other action force arts that Ian has been working away at over the last uh, few months because, uh, you know, so a lot of people have been in the kind, same kind of uh, brain space as you, Ben, that uh, Ian is uh, a, the, class, the classic boys um, uh, comics artist. Um, you know, people want to see his interpretation of the, the Action Force property. So um, let's have a look at some of the ones that have been worked over the, uh, the last few months. So we'll start off here with mine. So this was uh, a request to for for Ian to uh, interpret uh, the the cover to GI Joe issue four uh, with his own take on it, and to also fix some of the things that I didn't like about the, the cover, namely <laughs> the the beret on the lead character uh, and and some of these things. So uh, that was the pencils. This was uh, this was kind of the halfway point where where Ian will often work at the, the full-scale pencils, inks, and before overlaying uh, the colours on top. And uh, there's the, the final glorious piece, which uh, I have got in front of me as we speak. So that's... Uh, uh, stunning. Absolutely amazing. stunning. And it's, and, it's, and it's done on this uh, hard artboard, um, which it's got a very lovely tactile quality to it as as well, Ian. Uh, so that's that's a preferred, uh, I guess. Would you call it a medium um, uh, in, in terms of the surface that you're that you're working on? on. Oh yes, it's it's a line and washboard really. I work on most mm -hmm. of the time with a with a what they call a knot surface. It has a nice nice textured surface. Mm -hmm. Which, mm -hmm. is, which gives it a which gives it a nice texture and i guess you don't have to worry so much about the paper warping um oh, no, with uh, no, the paint being no, I, I haven't used that no no it's uh, it's uh, it keeps nice and straight nice and firm and no problems whatsoever okay so that that was my uh, my big commission here's uh, a red shadow um the, the famously the villain of uh, the initial action force era that their troopers um that was a uh, a black and white piece so uh, the initial prelim um and then the, the finished piece um and uh with a a trademarked uh ian kennedy color splash bit behind the image just to to really make it pop very nice Ian, what do you, what's in a, for a piece like this? What do you typically use for that that color splash? What um, that again uh, is what? acrylic color. Okay. Acrylic okay. color okay. Used, used as a used uh, uh, in the watercolor manner. Just oh. water it down yeah. with water and just use it as it was. Yeah, because because you, often you think about the acrylics of of being um, uh, what's the right word? Um, I'm more, just wondering more... about this. Sometimes I think that's paint. I'm looking at mm -hmm. it, but I have 
lately have been quite uh, uh, enjoying using colour pencils mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. the same sort of effect. Uh, in fact, one can get a nice, a nice, uh, a really nice texture using coloured pencils. All very, all very kiddie stuff when you think of it. <laughs> okay and here was uh was quite a recent uh one which i think may have been inspired by by an early site of some of the work on the roboskull project ben um mm -hmm. so this is uh stalker from uh action force uh based on the the snake eyes commando model uh with the the panther jeep and this uh, this was the prelim and then the the, the finished uh, black and white piece. Uh, Beautiful. Looking, yeah, very, uh, very, very impressive. And, uh, yeah, I think the initial the initial uh, kind of p uh, quote uh, or ask was for, for the, the figure with maybe a hint of the vehicle behind it or something along those lines. But, of course, uh, Ian always has to go the extra mile and uh and so we've got the you know the vehicle front and center there uh in in action um this uh was uh a piece which started off as almost just like a portrait um it was to be, it was a, to be based on the operation claymore story from uh, battle action force with the sas versus the uh, red red shadows and the baron iron blood um so it started off with a very sort of simple idea of uh an essay, the SAS uh, leader, uh, with maybe the, the you know uh, that that image of Baron Ironblood in the background, and and it sort of progressed to a much uh, a much more ambitious kind of piece, as we as we can see here in this next rough. It's uh, it's a veritable army of SAS, SAS troopers against the Red Shadows, uh, who were dressed in that period costume. Uh, then uh, a progression of the idea into then the the final painted uh piece where we've got the uh, eagle the sas leader and uh, a mixture of uh, the red shadows and the red shadows in the historical garb um with uh, with their leader in the background looming large with uh, that uh, that sword behind him do you have any uh, any uh, memories uh, strong memories of working on uh, this one ian it wasn't um it was, I guess, no. almost two years ago, probably. It's some time ago now, you know. Mm. It, it worked out quite well. Uh, not, not absolutely happy about the uh, the, the rather sudden cut off of the of the main figure up above. Uh, I think, uh, on reflection, I could have, I could have. Uh, allowed that main figure to have merged more in into the background uh, more gradually rather than the rather sudden way it does but then uh, it's never a good idea to to to, to see something because <laughs> you you're always a bit there uh, you'll always find something that you mm -hmm. can do you can only mm. see the things that you would do differently rather than <laughs> just exactly. uh, enjoy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i guess this this image is uh, i guess representative of um when when we see a new piece from you ian that that 
we're not always going to get necessarily the color choices that you would ex- ex- expect or, or, or sort of the more, you know, representative ones. So we've got some beautiful kind of pinks and, and oranges here in the, in the, fore, in yes. the foreground, which just uh, make it a much more rich image, I'd say. Mm. It's beautiful. I think you nailed it, Ian. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't think twice about making a revision to that beauty. Okay, I, I was just—I was going to finish off the final one from these slides, oh, yeah. and then and then yeah. let's jump into that. So this this was this was in my personal sketchbook, which I sent off in the post to you, Ian, and crossed everything every finger that Royal Mail would deliver it and uh, not not lose it. <laughs> um, so so this was a cobra rattler, and this was your initial uh, rough, followed up by uh, the full color uh, painted cobra rattler which is you know only at what i would call a4 uh, size so sort of letter paper in in us kind of uh, language and yeah uh, beautiful beautifully done at, at that scale with uh, sort of these these lovely little hints at all of the detail going on inside uh, inside the cockpit and it was uh, a great uh, lockdown treat for me Ian. very privileged um excellent awesome. so i think uh that wraps up our our chat so uh a big thank you to uh to ian for for taking the time this uh sunday evening as we're recording to to sort of walk us through the the process of producing that amazing uh, uh robo skull uh painting for for ben's project and and ben uh thanks thank you for uh taking the time as as well and uh you're sort of you know all of the hard work that that's finally paying off with uh this this project that that's you know finally seen that seen that seen the light we finally um, we finally unveiled it i told you the i told you guys the day would come and appreciate both you and ian being um being in the know so early so you had to wait longer than longer than most for this to come to fruition. So thank you both. Thank you for having me on the show. It was really fun yeah. to kind of go back through and think and remember that just the process we went through on, on the whole thing. So that was, that was great. Thank you. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, as we continue speaking, to watch. Uh, speaking the, for the, myself, uh, yeah, speaking for myself, it's been great being involved uh, in, in a, in a product, in a project that has obviously be, become so successful i wish it all the best thank you ian that means so that means so much thank you so much it, it um it's been a pleasure and and you guys were professional and awesome at every step of the way i couldn't i couldn't have ha- i couldn't have possibly had more fun um going through that process it was everything was just perfect Great. brilliant so i think we'll leave it there and right. uh, thank Thank you, guys, and thank you uh, to the listeners. And as always, uh, we've been talking, Joe, and we'll see you next time. Laters. Bye-bye, everybody. Cheers, everyone. (laughs) All the best. Bye now. Bye. How are we looking on British pounds? Did we get the did we get the two hundred while we were talking? While we were talking, crikey! Uh, I've closed that window now. Um, where have you got to? Drum roll! Drum roll! How much is pledged?
Yes, you have. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you did it. <laughs> cool. Two hundred thousand um, pounds. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. That is. That yeah. is astonishing. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's great.